0: THIS IS AN INTERACTIVE LIVE CAST, AND WE WELCOME YOUR QUESTIONS. TO ASK A QUESTION DURING THE LIVE CAST, USE THE COMMENT OR CHAT FEATURES. NOW GET READY TO DIVE INTO THIS WEEK'S TOPICS WITH OUR HOSTS ON LOCATION IN COLORADO, U.S.A.
1: WELCOME TO OUR MONDAY NIGHT TRUTH AND LIBERTY LIVE CAST. I'M ANDREW WOMACK. I'VE GOT RICHARD HARRIS WITH US. HE'S THE DIRECTOR OF OUR TRUTH AND LIBERTY. HE'S OUR CHIEF, OUR RESIDENT, Lawyer. Lawyer. <laughs> I, I'm not very good with titles, forgive yep. me, but he's a great guy. That's Thank what you, I Andrew. think. And he, he's the one that makes everything work. And tonight we've got uh, Alex McFarland with us. We advertised that Sean Foyt was going to be with us, but he canceled uh, just late this afternoon. He had something uh, come up. I don't know all of the details, but Alex is just an awesome guy. We'll give him a lot better in, uh, introduction. IN JUST A FEW MINUTES. BUT WE WANT YOU TO BE A PART OF WHAT WE'RE DOING HERE. AND SO RICHARD IS GOING TO SHARE WITH YOU SOME OF THE MEETINGS THAT WE HAVE COME UP. WE ALSO WOULD LIKE FOR YOU TO ASK QUESTIONS. AND uh, YOU CAN- be a part of what we're doing and sure. get a book. That's right. So absolutely. Share with them how they can participate. All right, happy to. Thank you, Andrew. It's so good to have Alex back on with us. I
2: know you guys are in for a big blessing tonight. So I wanted to mention that we have some great events coming up just next week. One of the highlights of the year here at Andrew Womack Ministries is the Summer Family Bible Conference and the In God We Trust program. So um, you know that In God We Trust show, folks, there's a scene in there about the Star Spangled Banner that. That will absolutely inspire you and uh, it's awesome so if you can make it out you need to do that it's not too late to register just go on awmi.net slash events and you can sign up today and uh, be blessed it's going to be a great time also uh, the healing is here conference is august 9th through the 12th and um, man you, you talk about miracles if you need a miracle you need healing in your body or you have a loved one who needs healing there's no better place to come than healing is here where you can get immersed in the in the spirit and in the word and and let your faith be joined with others, and people walk out leaving their crutches, their wheelchairs, yeah. their everything else behind. It is an awesome, awesome event.
1: We've actually seen a little baby raised from the that's dead what, during the healing this year, and this year we've got Richard Roberts is going to be with us, and he'll be ministering. So we're going to see a lot of miracles. Oh, that's awesome! Praise God! Well, then uh, the best of all though is the Truth and Liberty Coalition. That's right, absolutely. <laughs> that's no, it really was. I think that. Those three services on, I think it was 9-11, the exact day, that was some of the best services I've ever been to in my life.
2: Yeah, it was powerful how God orchestrated the message and the everything about it was amazing and you know the lord the lord put on my heart to name put call our theme this year from vision to victory and look at what's happening Amen. this year we are moving into victory it's going to be a great time it's september 8th through the 10th and uh, go online and register for that now at truthandliberty.net or awi uh, dot net slash events and Mario Marillo is going to be ministering along with uh, Pastor Rob McCoy. And if you don't you've never heard Pastor McCoy, you need to. He is powerful. Mm-hmm. E W. Jackson, David Barton, Bill Federer, Lauren Bobert, uh, and Eric Metaxas is going to be joining us as well as many others. It's going to be an awesome time, so we're really looking forward to that. And uh, you know, if you're not a subscriber to Truth and Liberty, you know sometimes people don't want their inboxes getting full, but I promise you our emails are worth it. <laughs> just today, we've sent out stuff that is that you just can't get anywhere else. We do action alerts. We provide you with information that's helpful and useful for you. And if you subscribe today, uh, you will be eligible to receive a free product in the mail. We always give away one of Andrew's books. And the, last week, we gave away Christian Philosophy. And I want to congratulate Rebecca Philpot. Rebecca, uh, you should be getting an email about that shortly, how you can claim that gift. This week, we're giving away Don't Limit God, Imagine Yourself Successful. I love this series. Um, and this is part of what brought me and my family here to Caris Bible College. I remember having the, the tape series and I listened to it about 15 times and just was amazed at it. And it, it really helped me and blessed me. And uh, But become a uh, subscriber today and you'll be eligible to receive that. Um, also, as Andrew mentioned, this is interactive. We want to hear from you. Put your comments and questions in the chat box there on our website or on Facebook. And uh, we'll, we'll get those to Alex and Andrew here. And then also, uh, if you're not a Truth and Liberty member, Uh, I don't know of anywhere uh, other than Andrew's uh, other ministry in Keras that is as good a ground as truth and liberty. So sow your seed in truth and liberty today, and you'll be a part of transforming this nation and turning us back to biblical values. Just go on our website to the donate page, and you can become a member by signing up, give an automatic contribution of $5 or more per month. And uh, now that tax, that gift is not tax deductible because we're a 501 C4, but God notices, and I believe he'll return that to you. And last thing is if you need prayer tonight, uh, Andrew's got a whole giant room full of spirit-filled, Word of God-trained prayer ministers and uh, another place of amazing miracles every single day coming out of this ministry. So just call in 719-635-1111 and someone will agree with you in prayer.
1: Andrew, and Right you. before we invite Alex to join us, uh, I'd like you to comment on the National Association of Christian yeah. Lawmakers. Mm-hmm. You were in Branson at that. I'm on the advisory board and I've been the last two years, but this year I just... Had too much going, so Richard went and you know what was that like? It was wonderful. It was just amazing,
2: you know, to go to this place where you have these these uh, people that are elected representatives, but they love Jesus and they're there to advance truth and God's kingdom, and it was an amazing time. And the the best thing of all was Friday morning when the conference got underway in earnest, one of the first things that happened was the news broke about Roe versus Wade. And the guest speaker that morning was Janet Porter, the author of the first uh, heartbeat bill in America. And she's coming around the bend, and I'm coming around the bend, and we run into each other. And she said, did you hear the news? And I said, no, what? She said, Roe versus Wade, it's been reversed. And people are crying, and we had a celebration and
1: shouting and prayer, and it was just amazing. Happy Caldwell was there, and he he called me while it was going on, and you could hear the place just going bananas. People were praising (laughs) God, and he was so excited. He called me to let me know what was happening. But man, this is something we've been praying for for 49 years, nearly 50 years. That's right. That's right. And you know, we've got a lot of work to do. This doesn't end abortion, but it ends a misinterpreted, Constitutional right to abortion that overruled the states. And so there's a lot of work to do to still deal with this on a state level, but I don't want to look past the miracle of this. Amen. I think three or four years ago, nobody would have believed that Roe versus Wade would have been overturned in our lifetime. Maybe yeah. only Janet Porter. <laughs> That's right, Janet Porter. She's a giant slayer. But uh, this is just. I THINK IT'S AN INDICATION OF THE THIRD GREAT AWAKENING. GOD IS DOING SOMETHING IN THIS NATION. AND OF COURSE, yeah. THE UNGODLY are, ARE VERY UPSET OVER IT AND BLAMING CONSERVATIVE WHITE CHRISTIANS, WHICH I AM ALL OF THOSE. AND MAN, I'LL TAKE THE BLAME FOR STOPPING THE MURDERING OF BABIES. THAT'S RIGHT. Amen. Yeah. SO ANYWAY, WE CAN TALK ABOUT THAT. BUT ALEX, WELCOME TO OUR TRUTH AND LIBERTY SHOW. ALEX IS A SUPER in- PERSONAL FRIEND, BUT HE ALSO IS JUST A POWERFUL MINISTER. And you've got two pages of bio here on our thing, and I'm not gonna read through it all, but no. you are yeah, important. Nobody wants to hear that. God uses you and you have ministered probably more than I've ministered my whole lifetime. I don't know how you still have black hair. <laughs>
3: You're well, a blessing, brother. Guys, so. it's great to be on with you.
1: Well and, welcome. And, and,
3: uh, well, and I celebrate, my heart rejoices too over the fact that, oh, you're right, Andrew, this is not the end of the, the battle for our nation, but a very significant thing God has done. And and I think we're absolutely in the right to acknowledge and thank God for doing this on Roe versus Wade. So you are a Christian apologetic,
1: among many other things. You're a conference speaker. You've been associated with... Uh, James Dobson and Billy Graham, and you've been on all of the big shows, Fox and Friends, and things like that. And uh, so, you've been you've been battling this culture war ever since you really got born again. I know. Yeah. Uh, I'll just give a little snippet of your testimony. But you were born again, and y- you were not raised in a church and stuff and so because of it, man, you immediately had to start defending your faith to all of your uh, friends that didn't believe in this And so you basically became an apologetic nearly from the time you got born again.
3: Yeah, I, I really did, Andrew. I was attending University of North Carolina at Greensboro, UNCG. All of my professors were very liberal and all my friends and then when I found Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, uh, you know, I begin to understand and it was the spirit of God in me. I began to realize my professors were all, they were all about pro-choice. They were pro-gay. I mean, this was in the, the late 1980s. And once I was saved and once I began to read the Bible and the Holy Spirit of God gave me discernment, you know, I began to understand that we were in a battle. I mean, the Christian's job is not just evangelism and winning lost people to Christ, but we we the church are to be equipped. And Andrew, that's why I'm so excited about what you're doing with Karis Bible College and the biblical worldview that we're teaching in the classroom, that we're, we're creating resources that are going all around the world. So I'm excited. I am so excited about what the Lord is doing, but I'm excited about how God has raised up your ministry and Karis because an army of, of incredible champions for Christ are being sent forth.
1: Well, we appreciate it. And I know that you have promoted Keris unapologetically on your <laughs> radio program. You have a daily radio program and you speak about it often. And also uh, when we started our Biblical Worldview series, I did the first 12 lessons personally, but then as we branched out beyond just the foundations and began to get into A biblical worldview on sexuality, on socialism, uh, race. Mm -hmm. What else have we done?
3: Heaven, hell, and eternity. Oh, yeah.
1: And so, anyway, as we begin to develop this, uh, Alex has been doing this for over 30 years. And uh, so we just brought him on. And he is a big part of our uh, biblical worldview series. And going forward, is going to be an even bigger part. So you're a blessing to us, brother. We appreciate you a bunch.
3: As you all are to me, my friend.
1: All right. So, give us. Uh, you've been dealing with this cultural war for a very long time. What is your take on what's going to happen? The liberals are just freaking out over all of this. They're talking about doing away with the Supreme Court, yeah. saying it's illegitimate, and on and on. What do you think is going to happen in our culture?
3: Well, you know, I, I think what we have here is a real opportunity, and and I want to encourage Christians to really be excited. And look, a 49-year prayer request has been answered, as you said. And, you know, regardless of where you are spiritually, and obviously we all believe in Jesus, and we're, we're invested in this conversation because we know God is the author of life, and there's no way you can justify the killing of the unborn. But I would say, even to those that are secularists, um, I've always been against abortion because our constitution and our declaration guarantees the right to life l-i-f-e and you know andrew shortly after i was with you you know about two three weeks ago we had a meeting on biblical worldview and we we've got another one tuesday actually but um a couple of weeks after i was with you i was invited to be uh be at a place called the international civil rights museum uh, and fox news from new york was there and the International Civil Rights Museum is a museum about Dr. Martin Luther King, civil rights movement. It's about to be recognized as a world heritage site by the UN. And I felt very privileged that I, as far as I know, I, I was one of the first um, white conservative Christians to be invited to speak and be interviewed there, felt very privileged. But here's the thing, I, I went in there And on the wall was a big banner about the Declaration of Independence. And it talked about how uh, four times the Declaration of Independence mentions God, the creator, the giver of life. And our rights come not from government, but from God. And the role of government is not to make up rights, Mm -hmm. but to guard the inalienable rights that we have from our creator. And I thought it was pretty amazing that. Here I am at what's pretty much a secular institution, and truth be told, a lot of the uh, principles of that organization probably are not where we are politically, and yet it's unmistakable that life comes from God, and we don't have the right just to arbitrarily take another human's life, especially the life of the unborn.
1: Yeah, but the liberals, see, what they're doing, it's not about life to them. To them, it's about their rights. You see these signs, take your hands, your laws off of my body. I heard one man defending this, that his sister now has less rights than Her grandmother did, is the way that he put it. Mm -hmm. And to them, it's all about the rights to do what they want to with their body. They don't even acknowledge that that child is a separate human being. They don't acknowledge that it's life. To them, it's a hunk of flesh. So, uh, you know, they're sitting there talking about guns killing people. Guns haven't killed nearly as many people as abortionists have. And it's just so hypocritical, but it's because they don't see that child as a living human being. And all of the science, you know, you'll often hear the liberals talk about, man, we're following the science on this COVID stuff. And yet every bit of science now shows that that child has a separate uh, DNA. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. many times has a totally different blood type. Uh, Everything about that child is unique. It is not that mother's body. I also heard one person say, but what about uh, one girl said she was raped when she was young, and I just shudder to think if that was to happen to me now that I would have to have this child. And again, they're talking about the imposition and the hardship on the mother, which there are lots of things that we do to mitigate that and to help it. But they aren't looking at it from the standpoint of the child. No. THEY SAY IF IT'S A PRODUCT OF RAPE, THEN YOU SHOULD BE ABLE TO ABORT. WELL, THAT CHILD DIDN'T DO ANYTHING. I ADMIT THAT'S TERRIBLE FOR A SINGLE GIRL THAT HAS BEEN ABUSED. BUT STILL, TO KILL A CHILD, TO GIVE THAT WOMAN uh, THE FREEDOM THAT SHE WANTS IS NOT THE RIGHT SOLUTION.
3: AND, ANDREW, LET ME SAY THIS AS WELL. Uh, as, AS YOU ALLUDED TO, AS AN EVANGELIST, PREACHER, APOLOGIST, I'VE BEEN BUSY. I give God the glory, but in in the 2000 churches where I've been able to preach the gospel over the last 24 years, thousands of people have come to the altar to pray. And I wanna say this, um, hundreds, hundreds of times, I've been at the altar to pray with people that that come forward. And many a woman in their 60s, 70s, has come forward weeping and said, preacher, uh... forty five fifty years ago i had an abortion Mm -hmm. and it's haunted me and i tried to just say it's nothing and and i want to say to you know it's a fallen world people sin but the scars the emotional wounds that women carry uh... it's just tragic the women and i've had women confess that they've attempted suicide the depression so look um... (laughs) These liberals who say, oh, let's do women a favor, let's remove legal protection for the unborn. Um, I want you to know, as a pastor, preacher, that has counseled so many people, um, this is a guilt and a depression and a heaviness that often is a cloud over a woman's life for decades. And this is very sad.
2: Yeah, well, and rape is, is such a small percentage of the number of abortions. in in America, it's really almost a red herring, isn't
1: it? It's less than 1%. It's 0.5, 0.6% of
2: the abortions. The real thing, tell me if you agree with this, Alex, but the real thing that's going on here is the people in favor of abortion are really not concerned about whether that child is a human being and has life. They want what they want, and they're upset because they're not getting what they want. Now, that's a little brutal, but that's how I see it. What do you think?
3: Well, that's true. You know, 20 years ago, I I used to think that the core value of liberals was sexual license. But I would say the core value of of many on the left is just license, Mm -hmm. just to do whatever you want, no boundaries. Now, let let me say this. I had a friend. He died uh, 10 years ago. His name was Christopher Hitchens. Some of uh, your viewers will know Christopher Hitchens was one of the arch atheists of the last 30 years, he wrote for Harper's. He, he actually was a brilliant man, but sadly he was an atheist and he and I debated and I had him on the radio. And while we were polar opposites, let me tell you something we agreed on. And I wanna give a quote. Now listen very carefully, folks. Christopher Hitchens was an atheist, but he was ardently pro-life. And here's what he said, as you guys mentioned, at the moment of conception, that, that baby, at the instant of conception, has a unique DNA, a unique metabolism, has cell replication, and so it is a person. So here's what even atheist Hitchens said. He said, the unborn child is a human. To say otherwise is nonsense. And as a human being, the unborn is entitled to all the constitutional protections Absolutely. that any other person has therefore said hitchens the fate of the unborn should not lay in the hands of the expectant mother alone amen you see what he so if we're we're going to have a constitution this umbrella of constitutional protection for life liberty the pursuit of happiness we have to and even liberals we have to allow that the constitutional protections are legally applied to all humans and that includes unborn humans
1: amen so the ash uh, the issue really is about is that child a human or is it a part of the woman's body and it's not just because it's in that woman's body it's not part of her body it's a separate human being mm-hmm. and Alex I had the same experience that you expressed I helped start a pregnancy center in Colorado Springs that has been huge we've turned we've closed down one, Planned Parenthood, and the other one only offers abortions half of a day, one day a week. Mm. And nobody wow. in Colorado Springs will do them. They have to come from Boulder in order to do that. So anyway, it's been very successful. But we also start started a program that we call PACE. That stands for Post-Abortion Counseling Education. And we had hundreds of women who, like you said, were emotionally distraught, thinking of... Um, suicide. And not only the women, but we, we had men that came to that yeah. program because there's lots of times that the husband, they may not be married or let me say the father may not be married to the woman, but he knew that was his child and he didn't want it to be murdered and yet he had no choice in the issue and she could go get a, an abortion. And so there was a lot yeah. of emotional pain and things that they deal with. Also, uh, you might be able to give the stats. You're more of an apologetic than I am. But the uh, instance on uh, infertility Mm -hmm. goes up dramatically once you have Mm -hmm. an abortion. It also can do permanent damage to the woman. And these now abortion pills that they're giving, they say that it's as simple as taking a pill. If you saw Abby Johnson's uh, unplanned movie, SHE SHOWED yeah. THAT IT IS HORRENDOUS, AND I MEAN IT IS PAINFUL AND CAUSES A LOT OF PROBLEM TO THE WOMEN. SO PEOPLE HAVE BEEN LIED TO, AND IT IS A MAJOR VICTORY THAT THIS yes. FALSE CONSTITUTIONAL RIGHT TO THIS HAS BEEN TAKEN AWAY, BUT NOW WE'VE STILL GOT TO FIGHT IT ON A STATE-TO-STATE LEVEL.
2: YOU KNOW, THE COURT uh, didn't, uh, DID NOT GO AS FAR AS SAYING THAT UNBORN CHILDREN HAVE A CONSTITUTIONAL RIGHT TO LIFE. Uh, that would have been absolutely amazing. But they did say that there's no right to abortion yep. in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Before 1973, there was a long history of states regulating this and uh, all the way back into the common law, and they just returned it to the states. But you would never really know that by listening to the way that the uh, liberals are reacting today. Right. Um, what, um, can you comment on that, Alex, and, and where are we in America on this now? In terms of protecting the unborn,
3: you know how this all happened in uh, 1969, there was um, in Dallas, Texas, uh, the daughter of a Methodist pastor, a woman named Sue Weddington, and she just died recently. But she was in law school and she found herself pregnant out of wedlock. And those who knew Sue Weddington said that she was, quote, enraged to realize that she couldn't get an abortion. So she sued Henry Wade, the district attorney. And by 1973, it was argued. And I had the privilege, and I give God the glory. Andrew, it was like the greatest honor of my ministerial life. January of this year, uh, I was uh, asked to speak in the Roe versus Wade courtroom in, in Dallas, Texas, where that decision was was rendered. And we gathered around the, the bench where that decision to remove legal protection for the unborn and see, here's how they argued it. They said, well, um, uh, liberty and the pursuit of happiness would include the right to privacy. And so what a woman does in private is her business, nobody else's. And so, and, and if you follow that logic where it goes, I mean, and this is kind of an extreme example, but so, Can I rob a bank as long as I do it in private? Obviously, privacy, quote unquote, does not legitimize an action. No. But just January, five and a half months ago, myself and eight or nine hundred people gathered around that bench and prayed for the reversal of Roe v.ersus Wade. And and folks, we need to be encouraged. We serve a God who answers prayer. You know, um, Isaiah. I'm thinking it's 28. 18. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I'll have to look it up. But God told Israel, you have made a covenant with death, but I have annulled that covenant. Amen. And and I believe, Andrew, you are right. The third great awakening is beginning to happen. Uh, the wheels of revival are turning and we need to be encouraged. This this is a miracle. I, I mean, it is really a miracle. I, I, I feel like Roe was an unconstitutional decision. Now we have to educate people and people are angry and they feel like a a right has been lost. A right has never been lost because, see here's the thing, very often, and, and Richard Harris is the attorney at the table and he can clear up anything that I don't get exactly accurately here, but as I understand it, our Constitution guaranteed for all people what Some call natural rights.
1: Absolutely. Well, Mm -hmm.
3: life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Well, the idea that I've got the right to terminate the life of another human being merely because it might inconvenience me, that is not a natural right. Just like gay marriage is not a natural right because man and woman, uh, man on man, and women with women, that's not natural, it's unnatural. Mm -hmm. Now, Uh, What I would say to people and guys, I'll throw it back to you, folks, if if you want what we've had for 240 years, we've had liberty, prosperity, stability, Uh, liberty, prosperity, stability. If you want what we've had, you have to tolerate what gave us that and what gave us the greatest successes any nation in history have ever enjoyed was a Judeo-Christian moral foundation. I thank God that it's being recovered.
1: Amen. And did you know Clarence Thomas came out after this ruling and said that they need to re-examine all of these cases where they gave a constitutional right to some action that wasn't expressly uh, in the Constitution such right. as Oberfeld That's right. and homosexuality and there was another one he mentioned.
2: Do you remember? Um. Well, I uh, don't recall exactly, but there were two gay cases he mentioned. One goes f- further back into the '80s that had yeah, to do with maybe that's what it was
1: private. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I read a, a deal today, and there are the homosexuals fearing that homosexuality is going to be banned.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I tell you, it's nice to see them on the defensive for a, for a, for a change. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it's awesome.
2: Well, Alex, so I'm. Uh, uh, w- Do you you see any spiritual significance to this? I mean, uh, just setting aside uh, for a second, the big issue of life, but I mean, I I think there's some, uh, there's a, this is a powerful event in the spiritual realm that for the justices to stand firm, to hold their ground, to do what was right, unleashes, uh, maybe you could say it this way, that it it opens the door uh, to allow the Holy Spirit to really move in our culture and strip Satan of a lot of authority. I don't know if you th- see it that way or not, but can you comment on that?
3: Uh, I, I do. I do. And by the way, earlier you mentioned Andrew's book, Christian Philosophy, which um, I, I would encourage people to get that book. I, Andrew, I first got that book four or five years ago, and it's a, an excellent book. And that book, points out something that I'd like to speak to, and it's the fact that the Lord has made this world to operate according to spiritual laws or spiritual principles. So Richard, to your point, I absolutely do agree that this is a victory in the spiritual realm because God can't bless this nation as long as we're a nation that is uh, daily violating his laws. Now, God is very merciful. And there's a remnant of born-again believers. And um, I think we're only in as good a shape as we are now because God looks after his remnant of believers. But let let me say this. Imagine you were going to walk with Jesus. You said, Lord, um, hey, bless me, take care of me, protect me. But by the way, here is this area of sin that I am not going to let go of. And God says, well, I would like to bless you, but I can't. And I won't bless you who you repent of something, you're violating known truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, January when I spoke in the Roe versus Wade courtroom, and they said, we're gonna light a candle for every million babies that have been aborted. And across wow. that docket were 72 candles. Now, now we talk about, um, you know, Adolf Hitler or something like that. But I mean, it would take like Adolf Hitler times 15 to equal the number of human lives that we have, uh, and 98.9% of which were killed for convenience. I've got to believe the Lord cares about that. And so this by nationally being on record, and and look, I know because liberals will say to me, they'll say, oh, well, well, Alex, you can't change a person's heart. Uh, No, we can't. The Holy Spirit does that, but we're getting back to the biblical moral foundations on which we were built. And I think this opens the door for the blessing of God.
1: Well, similar to what you're saying about people saying that you can't change a person's heart, uh, you will hear people say that you can't legislate morality. And I understand the point that they're making, but we legislate morality all of the time. We say it's wrong to kill. It's wrong to steal. It's wrong to do so many things and especially the liberals, they are legislating immorality, which is a form You're of, the, it's their standards of morality, mm-hmm. and they're doing it all the time. So this thing about that you can't legislate morality is is uh, ox that's a moron. Uh, it's an <laughs> oxymoron.
3: It's a moronic <laughs> ox, yeah. A- Andrew, let me, let me say this. Every law is really a moral decision. That's right. Now, a quarter mile from where I sit, is a law and it says slow school zone Mm -hmm. Uh, now why does it slow you down because uh, the lives of little children crossing the street are worth protecting even the speed limit is a moral precept it really is because it's all moral decisions and therefore all just laws uh, have as their goal to honor acknowledge and protect life.
1: And you know, the Scripture says in Psalms 36:1, the transgression of the wicked says, within my heart, there is no fear of God before their eyes. So that verse is mm-hmm. saying that the reason the wicked transgress is because there's no fear of God. There's no fear of consequences. Mm-hmm. And so when you have disband the police, uh, defund the police, let the uh, people out of prisons, Uh, DON'T ENFORCE THE LAWS LIKE PROTESTING IN FRONT OF A SUPREME COURT JUSTICE'S HOME. AND WHEN YOU START TAKING AWAY THE FEAR, EVERY ONE OF THESE LIBERAL CITIES THAT IS RUN BY A DEMOCRAT, EVERY SINGLE ONE OF THEM HAS SEEN A HUGE INCREASE IN CRIME. I WAS JUST READING Mm -hmm. THAT NEW YORK CITY, I THINK, SAW MURDER GO UP 25% LAST YEAR COMPARED TO THE PREVIOUS YEAR. AND YOU CAN DO THE SAME THING IN CHICAGO. They're talking about Uvalde, how bad it is. And Mm. yet Chicago shoots 50 or more people every single week in, and maybe there's Mm. only four or five killed, but that happens every single weekend. And they have the strictest gun control uh, laws in the entire nation. Mm. So it's like Mm. I say, guns don't kill people any more than forks make people fat. Yeah. It's, IT'S THE <laughs> IMMORALITY IN PEOPLE THAT'S THE PROBLEM AND THE mm-hmm. INSTRUMENT THAT yeah. THEY USE IS NOT THE ISSUE. YEAH.
2: Amen. WELL, YOU KNOW, ONE THING uh, THAT I THINK PEOPLE NEED TO TAKE NOTE OF, CHRISTIANS NEED TO TAKE NOTE OF, ESPECIALLY ALL THE, THOSE WHO WERE AGAINST DONALD TRUMP IS THAT, IS, is THE ROLE THAT DONALD TRUMP'S ELECTION Amen. HAD IN Amen. THE REVERSAL OF ROE right. V. WADE, Amen. RIGHT? BECAUSE HE APPOINTED Amen. THREE SUPREME COURT JUSTICES THAT VOTED FOR THAT. CAN YOU COMMENT ON THAT, ALEX?
3: exactly you know uh, guys i am um, i'm wearing a, a little pin here that was given to me by the rnc for speaking at four trump rallies and uh andrew i'll tell you uh back in 2015 2016 um i i i met donald trump at a at a function in washington and i said i'm praying for you and he looked me in the eye and he said well don't stop and uh Later on, our mutual friend Mark Cowart and I, and I mean, this was probably late 2015. Mark Cowart said, uh, I feel in my spirit that Donald Trump is going to be our next president. I said, me too. And I will tell you, uh, it among my, I'm talking my preacher friends, man, they tore me apart for, they didn't think it was Donald Trump. But let me just say this. Uh, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, all of whom believe in something called natural law. Mm-hmm. They were appointed by Trump and also all of these lower court, uh, something like 300 lower yeah. court appellant judges mm-hmm. that he appointed. And folks, regardless of how you feel about him. Now, I happen to know, uh, well, I, I was privy to a lot of things and I, I'm going to say it and I say it proudly. I believe Donald Trump was raised up by God. I think he was used by God. And let's just be honest, had he not been president and done what he did, Roe versus Wade would still be on the books today. That's true.
1: And not only Roe versus Wade, but I mean, there's just so many things. The way that he embraced Israel and put the embassy back in Jerusalem, which was decided by Congress, what, two decades before, but nobody (laughs) had the guts to do it. The way that he brought the economy out, the way that he loosed our natural resources. We were energy independent for maybe the first time in my lifetime. And and unemployment among blacks, Hispanics, women went down. We had the most booming economy that it had been in over 40 years. He was just a force used by
3: God to really impact this nation. Amen, and and I miss that dollar uh, gas. <laughs> or do I do? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's,
1: I think everybody misses that. Mm-hmm. Let me. Uh, we're going to go to some questions here pretty quickly, but let me just ask your opinion on how do you think that the midterm elections are going to go? Everybody was predicting a red wave prior to the Roe versus Wade, and now the Democrats are trying to capitalize and turn out their constituents to vote against pro-life people and stuff. What do you think is happening in midterms?
3: Well, I think like so often, and back to the spiritual dynamic that's uh, at, at play here, the ball's in our court. Uh, the Barna says that 100 million American adults are, are Christians. I hope so. And I know right now, Andrew, that uh, well over half a million pastors or ordained ministers are in churches of America right now. The ball is in our court. What's going to happen is a jump ball. Now are we willing to pray? Are we willing to influence others? And are we willing to maybe get out of our comfort zone and read and be equipped? My goodness. Uh, Read Richard's emails that come from Truth and Liberty. They they are an education in and of themselves. And be informed and help people understand, look, we're talking about the future of our country. And I want to say to all the pastors, and listen, I understand. I have pastored two churches. I pastored a 2,000-member church in Charlotte. I've pastored a small country church. uh, And I've spoken in 2,000. The reason I'm saying this is, listen, I understand you pastors, you feel like you've got to walk this fine line. Listen, forget about the fear of man. Fear of man brings a snare. Pastor friend, lay the cards on the table and make sure your parishioners are registered to vote and they're gonna vote godly. And that's not hard to figure out these days. And my goodness, Church of Jesus Christ, let's save our nation and let's make these midterms turn out to be the red wave. And and we can do it and we must. Uh, Andrew, we just can't sit back because God's given us an opportunity to help restore our nation.
1: And, you know, I've got a number of pastors, I can mention names, that because they stood their ground and didn't cave during the last two years when there was the overreach of government. Their churches have increased sometimes tenfold, and yet I could years. mention another church in North Carolina that I was just with one of their. Um, uh, well, it's a per- anyway. I'm not going to give any more details. It might give it away. But they were a church that was running 20 and 30 thousand. They're down to one third of what they were mm-hmm. because they won't take a stand and people are yeah. deserting those things. So I, here's what I think is happening. Because of the Roe versus way the ungodly are now violent, I mean mm-hmm. vicious. And we had a lot of ministers that were on the fence and like you said trying to walk this narrow road where they don't offend anybody and the liberals aren't going to let you be neutral anymore. They are going to be pressuring you. And so I think one of the things it's going to do is expose THE uh, CHRISTIAN IN NAME ONLY. INSTEAD OF BEING A rhino, IT'S A SINO. (laughs) AND IT'S GOING TO EXPOSE ALL OF THOSE PEOPLE. THEY ARE GOING TO HAVE TO CHOOSE. AND THEY ARE EITHER GOING TO HAVE TO START TAKING A STAND OR THEY WILL BE REJECTED BY BOTH SIDES. AND SO IT'S A SEPARATION. Mm -hmm. AND I THINK IT'S GOING TO HELP.
3: I I SAY THIS, FOLKS, THE MIDDLE OF THE ROAD IS THE PLACE YOU'LL GET RUN OVER. Pastor, you can't be in the middle of the road. uh, And even Jesus said in the book of Revelation, I wish you were hotter cold, don't be lukewarm. Pastors, this is why God has put us here, to get bold, to speak courageously, and let's empower our people. And yes, and and let me just address something. People talk about the Johnson Amendment, and they'll say, oh, well, you know, uh, you can't speak. A church will lose its 501c3 status. False, okay. Pastor, you can get in your pulpit and be as political as you want and as political as you should be. You will not. First of all, since 1896, churches have had tax free status anyway. And, and by the way, in one of the first meetings I was ever in with President Trump, this is still when he was candidate Trump. We were in a meeting and there were, oh, I don't know, 50 or 75 Evangelicals there like Franklin Graham and different ones and and Donald Trump very discerning he said why don't the preachers speak I mean we're talking about Israel we're talking about the sanctity of life he goes I don't get why the preachers aren't preaching and uh, and you know Mike Huckabee and Franklin Graham and David Jeremiah and some of us said well um, and I'm just going to say it and pastor friends I love you I'm for you but don't be a coward. Don't. We're all going to face Jesus one day. And moreover, it is required of a steward that he be faithful. Let's do what preachers do and let's get up in our pulpits mm. and let's preach.
1: Mm. I've heard some ungodly people that are reacting to the Roe versus Wade saying it's all white Christians. And I read one thing just before I came down. White male Christians this. Yes. And they're saying that it's rural white Christians. And so quit going to the cities. Go to these little towns that don't even have a police force and burn their cities to the ground. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you they are becoming militant and Christians are going to be forced to make a stand. You can't be quiet anymore. You are going to be compelled, which we should have been vocal in the first place, but not everybody was.
2: It's interesting. White male Christians, when you have A black man and a woman who were the deciding votes in the supreme court case but anyway (laughs) we
1: need to take some questions or we're going to just keep talking
2: well uh yeah we've got some really good ones here um alex this one's coming in from sebastian and he he asked why did the u.s supreme court declare abortion legal in 1973 when it didn't have the constitutional authority
3: to do so do you can you comment on that uh, well, there was a legal philosophy called progressivism and sometimes it's referred to as case law and rather than the guiding principle of natural law, which uh, and sometimes you might hear people say absolute truth or moral absolutes or natural law. And this is a part of what I teach in my when I teach in the School of Practical Government at Karis. I explain this, but um, here, here's the thing if you're cut loose from timeless eternal truth you're liable to drift anywhere Uh and so that's it was part of the reason that they made that decision that a woman's right to privacy gave her the right to commit an abortion because they weren't uh adjudicating based on moral truth but just uh arbitrary decisions
2: of the moment well, and I think they, you know, this idea that the Constitution is a living document and it can change, change. with the times based on what these unelected judges think. Um, the, the thing that Trump did is he appointed strict constructionists, right? Who, people say, Well, it means what it says it means, and, and you can't change it
1: just because you don't like it. Um, and I believe we had already lost the heart of these judges. They were ungodly. They had forsaken God, and they wanted to do this for the convenience and they just interpreted the Constitution in a way that like you said, changed and stuff. So it was a philosophy. The church didn't reach their heart and if you don't have a person with any moral restraint, well then they can find some way to justify whatever they are doing, even the killing of babies.
2: That's right. Well here is another question, Alex. Um, Uh, WHICH SAYS, uh, WHY DOES ONE WANT TO KILL A BABY? IF YOU DON'T WANT IT, MANY PEOPLE WOULD LOVE TO HAVE IT. LET IT BE BORN AND GIVE THE BABY AWAY TO SOMEBODY WHO'D APPRECIATE THAT GIFT FROM HEAVEN. THAT'S FROM DANIEL. Uh, CAN YOU COMMENT ON THAT? IS is IT REALLY NECESSARY FOR WOMEN TO ABORT THEIR
3: BABIES EVEN IF THEY
2: FEEL LIKE THEY CAN'T RAISE THE CHILD? DO THEY HAVE OTHER OPTIONS?
3: OH, YES. AT ONE TIME THERE WAS A STATISTIC THAT THERE WERE A HUNDRED CHILDLESS COUPLES for every available child to be adopted. And, you know, adoption is such a precious thing. In fact, the Bible talks about when you're born again, you're adopted into God's family. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's embarrassment or it's if it's just, you know, um, people, when they've got an out-of-wedlock pregnancy, uh, they just don't wanna deal with it or something like that. But at the heart of it, Here's, here's part of the problem of every human, that we don't want to answer to anybody. We, we wanna be God and we wanna call the shots. But I wanna say to everyone listening, the, the wisest thing you can ever do is to humble yourself before God. And you know, the Bible says return to God and he will abundantly pardon. So why would people wanna kill the baby when the baby could be put up for adoption? Um, I, I guess it's just that fallen sinful nature to demand that I call the shots. I agree with that. I
1: think that there's multiple things that were in play, but that's the bottom line is that you just want what you want. You want to have sex, uh, whether you are prepared for the consequences of it or not, you want to sin without any consequences. Mm -hmm. And so it's shame that's involved. It's inconvenient. Uh, I've, I've had two children through my wife, and I guarantee you there's, there's some problems that women go through when they're pregnant it changes your lifestyle and then there's the financial burden and on and on you could go mentioning all of these things but none of that uh, negates the fact that it's a human life and you just do not have the right to kill another person because it's going to put an imposition on you of any kind
2: you know, I saw a picture on the web today of, um, you know, June, they've, they've labeled it as as Pride Month. And so mm. there's a gay pride parade in, in New York. And you know what the signs that these uh, LGBT and gays are carrying is keep your hands off my body, make abortion legal. And I'm wondering to myself, why is the an LGBT movement so pro-abortion
1: when? Because it's ungodly.
2: Yeah. But what, yeah. So like, what's the worldview thing
1: there? How's that? What do they have in common? It fits their worldview because they hate God. They hate the laws that God put down. And so if they can, uh, let people,
3: uh, sin over here, it helps their sin, Mm. mitigates Mm. it. And isn't it ironic that the same crowd that, that chants, keep your hands off my body, those very same people were mandating the COVID vaccines that you have no right to refuse the vaccine. Now, wait a minute, I, I, do I or do I not have the right to make my own decisions about my healthcare and my body? Um, we are living in a time, and folks, I, I just wanna say this, Ronald Reagan used to say that we're never more than one generation yep. away from That's the true. loss of our freedoms. This is why everyone, parents, adults, pastors, citizens, sure, the number one thing is Jesus and salvation. But second only to that is our citizenship. And uh, if we want this great America in every generation, we have to try to pass it on. I
1: think Bill Federer put it this way, that the number one priority of the church is to preach the gospel, and the number two priority is maintain the freedom that God gave us to preach the gospel, which is get involved in politics or social things. Really good.
2: Well, Alex, we got a question here uh, from Lisa Renee who wants to know uh, what recommendations you have on witnessing to family and friends who are Democrats. <laughs> how, do you, how do you effectively, you know, present this way of thinking to those who are so diametrically opposed to it?
3: Well, uh, number I know this is probably going to sound very simple, but number one, pray and sometimes fast and pray and and i often let me just say this don't be discouraged because sometimes the hardest people to reach are your family members yeah. the ones that are closest to you uh now keep on but i often pray and i'll be praying like lord please put somebody in their path to witness to them and i pray lord keep them alive physically till they could be born spiritually but i i do say this this is why it is so important and folks, please hear me. I know I sound like a broken record, but you need to study what we're teaching at Karis. And the, the whether you come to campus, and we hope you will, uh, if, and I tell you, if you visit Woodland Park and you come to Caris one time, you will fall in love with this place. But even if you can't make it here to Colorado online, we have so much content uh, that will equip you. And honestly, and this is a bold claim, with our biblical worldview we can train you to share the gospel confidently in any situation whether it's an atheist or or whomever if people have a question how do you really know the bible is true well we talk about all that evidence how do you know jesus really rose from the dead and uh andrew i believe on your your website alone there's Probably hundreds of hours of content we there got available is two over two hundred
1: thousand hours of free material. So if you listen twenty-four hours a day, it'd take you twenty-two years to go through it. If you listen eight hours a day, it'd take you sixty-six years to go through it. So we could keep I'm them. I'm willing busy. to
3: get started. Amen.
1: <laughs> Let me read this scripture that Jesus said he, uh, this John three eighteen, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he, talking about he that believes on me, he was talking about himself, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds are evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, LEST HIS DEEDS SHOULD BE REPROVED. SO THIS IS THE COMMON THREAD AMONG HOMOSEXUALS, AMONG THOSE WHO LOVE ABORTION, AND YOU COULD JUST GO ON AND ON, THOSE THAT WANT BORDERS AND FREE HEALTH CARE, AND YOU COULD JUST LIST A BUNCH OF STUFF, BUT THEY HATE RESPONSIBILITY. THEY HATE THE LIGHT. THEY HATE HAVING TO ACT IN A CERTAIN WAY. THEY, LIKE YOU WERE SAYING, ALEX, JUST WANT TO NOBODY TELL THEM WHAT TO DO, and that's the reason they're rebelling at anything that, has to, that conforms to the light and the truth that God's Word gives. And so LGBTQXYZ may not have anything in common with abortionists other than the fact that they all hate morality, and they will join together because they just hate the light. And there's some people mm-hmm. that think that I'm very critical, but I can't see how you can interpret what Jesus said right here any other way. He says, this is the reason they hate the light is because it reproves their evil deeds and they do, they're ashamed in their heart. They know it's wrong.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I mean, uh, the, the reason you need an abortion 99.9% of the time is because of sex, right? And so wanting free and legal abortions is because you want after the fact birth control. Well,
1: now let me, ask you a question how could you have an abortion any other way because of sex you said it's 99 well I'm, I, I, is there I meant voluntary
2: i meant voluntary i thought maybe there was something i missed <laughs> no
1: the, and, no, <laughs> no sorry
2: and,
3: and, and le, let me say is it is it what, part of the this? sexual
2: revolution you know and the rebellion against mm-hmm. god's yeah. order and god's law
3: yeah yeah and, and back to the fact that this is an orderly universe that operates by certain laws listen uh abortion is the the second sinful act the first having been fornication mm-hmm. and uh you know um, now not all
1: abortions were from fornication but i i don't know that i've ever heard a stat, mm-hmm. but i bet
3: you it's a huge percentage of it oh uh, yeah exactly and and one last thing about witnessing to unsafe family members let me say um mark uh 926 and I know this is talking about uh, casting out demons, but Mark 9:26, Jesus says, some things are only accomplished by prayer and fasting. And I wanna say, if you're trying to win somebody to Christ, uh, I have seen literally miracles happen when I have fasted and prayed. And I, I've asked God, I'd say, let me uh, share the gospel and make them receptive. And I wanna say prayer is powerful, but when you fast and pray, Get READY TO SEE MIRACLES. AND MAYBE if, IF YOU'RE BURDENED FOR SOMEONE WHO'S VERY, VERY FAR FROM JESUS, YOU PRAY ABOUT THAT. YOU FAST AND PRAY AND WATCH GOD WORK TO BRING THEM TO CHRIST. Amen.
1: WE CAN'T DO IT ON OUR OWN. IT'S GOT TO BE GOD FLOWING THROUGH US. AND SO THAT RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD IS CRITICAL TO ANYTHING WE DO. AND THERE IS A, there is a DANGER OF WHEN YOU START BEING ACTIVE and standing up and speaking out that you get to where you depend on what you do instead of God flowing Mm -hmm. through you. So there's a ditch on both sides of the road.
2: Can I say one thing? We've got just a few seconds left, but I feel like a lot of people might think what we're saying tonight is uncompassionate, you know, and that we don't really care about women who are in difficult circumstances. But, you know, we had the uh, the head of our local crisis pregnancy center on a few weeks ago, and I encourage everybody to go watch that live cast. Um, one of the most compassionate people I've ever encountered. and And Christians everywhere are trying to reach out and help women in these circumstances. There's no there's no state in the nation where a woman has to keep a baby that she doesn't want. Um, they can always be turned over and, and they can be found a home and raised in a decent environment. And uh, so, you know, we care about women and we care about babies but there is nothing greater than the right to life. If you end the right to life, all the other rights
1: are meaningless. And there are 10 times as many pregnancy centers that will deal with all of the needs of women as there are Planned Parenthoods that will take the life Mm -hmm. of a baby. So the argument of the left that Planned Parenthood is going to cause women to go without uh, prenatal care and stuff is an absolute lie. It's a misrepresentation. We're, we're down to one minute to go, Alex. Uh, do you have a website that people can uh, get hold of your materials or contact you? Sure,
3: AlexMcFarland.com, And uh, I'll be teaching at Keris this fall. And so I'd love to meet some of the people watching and, and uh, come on up to Keris and get your life changed by the most exciting Christian school in the world. Amen. Amen. You're
1: a blessing, wow. Alex. We appreciate you not only promoting Keris, but I just appreciate who you are. AND THE WAY THAT YOU'VE GIVEN YOUR LIFE TO SHARE THE TRUTH. SO WE THANK YOU FOR BEING WITH US. WE THANK ALL OF THE PEOPLE WHO HAVE WATCHED THIS EVENING. REMEMBER THAT WE DO THIS EVERY MONDAY NIGHT, AND WE HAVE ON SOME AWESOME, AWESOME GUESTS, JUST LIKE ALEX MCFARLAND, AND YOU'LL ALWAYS BE BLESSED. AND uh, WE WANT TO THANK CTN FOR CARRYING THIS ON SOME OF THE STATIONS IN THEIR NETWORK. THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE. WATCHING THERE. SO GOD BLESS YOU. THANK YOU FOR BEING A PART OF THIS. JOIN US AGAIN NEXT MONDAY AS WE DO OUR TRUTH AND LIBERTY LIVE CAST. GOD WILL COME THROUGH. MIRACLES ARE WAITING FOR YOU, BUT NOT IF YOU STAY IN THE BOAT. IT IS VITAL FOR THE CHURCH TO BE THE SALT OF THE EARTH AND HAVE THE GOD INTENDED RIGHTEOUS INFLUENCE ON OUR CULTURE AND COMMUNITY
0: faith doesn't give you the whole
1: picture god doesn't tell you every step along the way he
2: says
0: trust me
2: is the finish line how much stuff you can accumulate before you die and leave it all behind or is the finish line standing before god We must rebuild the United States of America, this constitutional republic under God. The time is now. We cannot wait any longer.
0: Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net.